Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Pod in the City. I'm Amanda. And I'm John. We are two besties who bonded over Sex in the City in college. Now, 20 years later, we're reliving it like it's our first time. On today's episode, Season 1, Episode 5, The Power of Female Sex. Carrie spends the night with a French architect who seems to be confused about her identity. And a painter uses Charlotte as one of his muses. The cunt. Oof. Lots so, of cunt talk. In ha, here, have you ever so. been someone's cunt muse, Amanda? Oh God, uh, no. <laughs> I uh, there's like this story that Jody always, always makes fun of me for, and I, I always wish that I had never told her. But I like got with this guy one time, and I mean, this is like he. There's a lot of stories about this person. And, like, mm-hmm. I've never said his name. I've given no indication what this person looks like. But a lot of hilarious stories. Um, and I, like, I like we were, like, naked. It was, like, the first time we were together. And he just, like, looked at me and was, like, I could paint you. Ooh. And I've never been more. No, you found that hot? I was so <laughs> icked out. And it was, like, daylight with, like, overhead lighting like it was not like we were in the dark with like candles going it was like middle of the day and i wanted to kill myself well there was that how about you have you ever had anyone paint your bottle (laughs) um unfortunately no but you know i'd be open literally anyway (laughs) guys Welcome to Pod in the City. I mean, we already yeah, did our whole, by our, now. our whole fakey thing, but, you know, uh, we're here. Uh, I'm queer, and uh, that's And I'm, that's like, asexual. 
Yes. <laughs> Get a few things out of the way really quickly. Um, we have our first live coming up, we think. It really is my not happen. We're both idiots. Yes. Um, like mid middle-aged people trying to figure this out but we can do it we can do it we're doing our best yeah we're trying so we're gonna have a a live for our patreon um and that is on february 1st it's like basically if you're listening to this through our patreon on wednesday then it's tomorrow you babes um and we believe that we will send out an message through patreon with the link to our youtube live that's what we're f- crossing our fingers will work out perfectly. We think we're gonna figure <laughs> this out. We're we got hoping. two whole days. The world we're, is our oyster. We're hoping, but, but we also, our, you know, stick with it'll us. It'll be our monthly mixer. So it'll be whatever episode we should have kind of had for like Wednesday, but it, we're doing it Thursday. So just just hold on, babies. Uh, but and we then are. that'll just be on, yeah, and we'll have the audio out later that day and then it'll just be on youtube kind of forever and if you need the link just let us know or maybe patreon will automatically send you a link we have no idea what's going to happen so wow is yeah. That exciting. yeah that's why we're gonna we're we'll, we'll work on it we'll see yeah. um and then we'll also remember it. on friday we are doing uh at 3 30 mountain standard time both of anytime we go live we're gonna try to just always give it to 3 30 mountain standard time Again, Google your time zone. Which, okay, I currently, I live in, you know, everyone, I live in Arizona. It is, uh, it will be at 3.30 Arizona time, too. So if that helps you. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Although sometimes Arizona time switches back and forth. It does. It does. Don't do daylight savings. It does. But if you want to just do a quick Google, like, current Arizona time, and if it's close to 3.30, you'll know. Or, like, use it based off your own time or whatever. And we're doing, uh, we love where John, Joan is coming on as I keep correcting myself from John to Joan. Uh, we're, you know, this is like, this is kind of like a special announcement though. Cause I don't, did you actually announce that I'm doing that? Yeah. Oh, you did. We said it. Yeah. We, we said it in the last oh, episode. Okay. <laughs> I remember cause I, I edited, um, John's coming on as a guest for me and Jody's, uh, love to hate everything live which will be friday 3 30 mountain time and then jody will be going away for the summer until sister wives comes back hopefully in like august and but until then me and john will be taking over kind of the monday 3 30 live it'll be very similar to what me and jody have done the hot topics what are we watching brown town will talk about john's barbies that'll be its own little segment i'll make new little animations but that will be over at our own YouTube channel. So you guys are going to have to um, subscribe to us over there, too. And that's where you'll be tuning in every Monday for the lives until Jody comes back. And then we'll deal with it. Then. But what is our YouTube channel, Joan? It's Pod in the City. Pod in the City, baby. Um, so what I would do, too, is we'll post all that information in, the, in, in like, the notes of the, the podcast. So... You can click all the links and all that shit. Also, follow our Instagram. Also, give us, we would love to see your five-star ratings. And in also with that, we would love to have your feedback through our email address. We love constructive feedback. In fact, we have gotten the, like, basically the nicest emails anyone's ever sent to me. Yeah, I'm just bracing myself. Um, We had some really, 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 really nice emails from... Some people who I could say, but some people don't want their names out there. So 
We love you and appreciate you guys. Um, uh, and if you want to send us an email, it's patcpod at gmail.com. And now I think, yeah. is that enough? Can we get into I this? I think that's enough. Baby. I think we're good. Yeah. Top really of the quickly, episode. John. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to really quickly check in. Um, I rented the Barbie movie last night. At, like, oh, you did? did? I had, did. Had you uh, seen I'd, it? Yeah. I'd already, I had seen it in theaters, but it was so, I, I, I think I'm thinking just so neurodivergent that even going to a theater is just so much like so many sounds and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So like, it was hard for me to really focus on it. I liked it a lot more the second time. Uh, I think Brian got, I think it stands that he deserved that uh, Oscar nom. Margot Robbie also should have got one too though. But uh, I cried. I thought Will Ferrell was a lot less annoying than he wasn't the first time I saw it. Okay. I, like, okay, I, I find him nice. Yeah. See what he's doing here. But I was thinking the whole time. I didn't just fart um, by the way. I just moved my chair. <laughs> No, no, that's gonna happen a lot. Yeah, you gotta you gotta grease up that chair. I'll see But I was thinking the whole time about like, oh, I wonder if John like recognizes all these clothes from like all the different Barbie. Okay, so I was like looking I, up all the Barbie clothes and stuff. I haven't rewatched it now since I started my Barbie addiction. Sure. Um, and I probably should rewatch it then. I think it was pretty cute and pretty good. I liked the movie. You know, I, I don't know if it's free anywhere i think it must be i think it's free on um max maybe like hbo max is what that was oh so i could have just um but i will say i am officially starting my barbie youtube page by the way it's called open that doll (laughs) and uh i i literally am like i'm getting my equipment together equipment like my little brace thing that i got on amazon um to hold my phone up um but it's been kind of fun like that part i don't really know what i'm doing at all uh so if if you at all like want to follow my barbie my uh vintage barbie unboxing experiences you could follow my youtube channel open that doll i literally i haven't made Yay. a video i've i'm Maybe still in the practicing mode you should like show a Barbie during the live, but like not open it, but just like present it. Well, there are some that I can like kind of show really easily with without like actually taking them out of the box. You can like actually. Okay. Um, I did film a little that. test video. Now, if anyone out there has ever filmed videos, could you guys tell me how to like not have glare on what you're looking at? Because like, you know, all the boxes have plastic across the front and I'm trying, yeah. there is like absolutely no way I can't, like I've tried to figure out what the light would be. Like there's just glare on the shit. And I guess you know without I- having professional lighting, I don't know what to do. So if someone could help me, that'd be great. I can't stand on TikTok when somebody's wearing glasses and all you can see is just the ring light and like each I'm like, come on, well, it's like take your glasses what, off or something. Which what is what's happening to you right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, luckily, um like, luckily my ring light is happens? positioned high enough up that it doesn't glare exactly in there. Um, but you were the one who told me to get a ring light because I like I do like to sit in darkness. Um I would just do this yeah. whole thing shrouded in darkness, but you know. Yeah, I don't use my ring light because my eyes water too much. Oh, I like I when I have it on, it definitely makes me like feel more like feeling the fantasy. Feel yourself. Uh Yeah, I'm like, ooh, Um, and before we get on to the episode, I just want to say just a sneak preview for 
either one, probably both of our lives, Thursday and Friday, and probably Monday too. I just hit season 14 of Grey's Anatomy, baby. I, I'm sticking with this shit to the bitter, bitter end. Like three days ago, you just had horrible. finished season 11. Um, yeah. Are we, are we averaging a season well, a day like, or where are we at? Uh, I'd say I'm doing like half a season a day. I'm like just Gorgeous. cleaning my house. But I'm Lovely. still getting work done and shit. I'm editing. I'm recording. I mean, you're doing what you got to do. I mean, Grays yeah. is life, but, you know, life oh can't God, all dude, be Grays. Meredith is just so horrible. reprehensible. She, <laughs> oh, my God, just horrible. But also, she's getting, she's, like, really old now already. She's, like, 48 in the episode I'm watching. Well, and speaking of speaking of horrible and reprehensible lead female characters of TV shows... We start off the Power Great of Female segue. Sex episode with Carrie's overture. Overture? What the fuck? <laughs> Her voiceover. There we go. Amanda just taught me. Um, I'm learning, guys. I'm trying to learn how to be a podcaster. And if I... Like, I directly into the mic. I have this problem. Like, I want to, like, be constantly, one, shoving things into my mouth. Like, I want something to chew on or I'm like, I'm fidgety. I'm a fidgety person. So I'm over here and then I'm coughing right directly into the thing. So I- I'm learning. But we start off with Carrie's voiceover. The most powerful women in New York, the most powerful woman, fucking hell. Let me fuck it up like instantly. Um, yeah. Beautiful. That takes me back to my um, auditioning days. All right. The most powerful woman in New York is not Tina Brown. Whoever the fuck, T- do you remember who Tina Brown wow. is? I don't know who that is. Or Diane Sawyer or even Rosie O'Donnell. It's the hostess at Balzac, which had become the... such a time capsule, Rosie O'Donnell. Like, who would ever... That was such a, like, three-year thing where you'd think that Rosie O'Donnell is the most powerful woman in New York. In my Barbie um, thing, they they made a Rosie O'Donnell Barbie. And it was made in the 90s. And... Every time I'm searching for 90s Barbies, there's always a bajillion Rosie O'Donnell Barbies. And I have not pulled the trigger on getting one yet because it's just kind of like, it's not really filling the fantasy um, as much as like Starlight Splendor. I, I think I would argue that having a Rosie O'Donnell Barbie might be the gayest Barbie you could possibly have. Well, I will say, when I was growing up, I was addicted to the Rosie O'Donnell show. Her. Oh, who wasn't? I had the Koosh Ball Flinger thing, and I did also have the Rosie O'Doll, which was a stuffed animal Rosie O'Donnell doll that played, like, phrases of hers. You know how she would always say cutie patootie? Like, yeah, or like, like honey, things. can you hear me? <laughs> I think it was shit like that. Um, and the I, in my show it, is where I first heard the song Taylor the the Latte Boy. So I'm like, <gasps> oh yeah. See, I think that show helped me build my love of Broadway too as a kid because she always had Broadway performing performances on it. Um, she also was just fabulous and had a lot of fun. And remember that whole thing where she changed her desk. There was this whole situation where like, oh, she changed yeah, her desk course. like every day for like a big. It, it, you guys go back and rewatch the Rosie O'Donnell show. I'm pretty sure you can watch full episodes on YouTube. I swear to God, just put it on in the back. And when you, uh, when Barbara Streisand came on, by the way, I'm also feeling my Barbara Streisand fantasy because I just watched Yentl twice this week. 
Um, wow, I've never before. watched Yenfield once, but oh, you'd like it. I'm tr- I might move that into my top five movies that hasn't changed since like the years. Wow, so I might have to take something out and put Yenfield in. But wow. Barbara Streisand came on Rosie O'Donnell, and did she made her flip her set because yeah, Barbara uh-huh. like oh god, I remember that, and I remember just Rosie being so genuinely giddy. And like excited, yes. and it was just very like relatable. Look, well, I know she people was like her number like one. A bitch, but I I love Rosie so much. I don't even care oh, if she I was lo- a total bitch to me. I like, fucking love Rosie. She's my, I she's I, I don't even care if whatever wherever she is. I don't care. I love Rosie. Uh, I will be a Rosie. Leave her own Flintstones. Love. love loved when she took on Elizabeth on The View. Loved it. Oh, me and Jody. Do, me and Jody reenact that almost every episode. <laughs> you said nothing. And that, and that was cowardly. Maybe poor little Elizabeth isn't poor little Elizabeth. <laughs> the split screen really sent Rosie over oh, the edge. Yeah. All right. I'm really glad we've made it one <laughs> sentence into the... Anyway, so really what we find out is the most uh, powerful woman in New York is the hostess at Balzac, which had become an overnight, or which had overnight become the only restaurant that mattered, and they were there to celebrate. Samantha and Carrie were ready to do it, um, and Samantha was trying to throw her around her power to try and uh, get in, and they kept refusing her. Now, this is just kind of the setup because Balzac is repeated. Uh, it's almost like the the guest character of this episode, Balzac. Now, uh, Balls. exactly. Um, yes. Uh, now, does this give you Music Man flashbacks or what? I mean, when I hear Balzac, yeah, of course. That well, you know, opinion. Samantha tries to get money to give to the lady, uh, Carrie's like, you know, if I had $50, I wouldn't get you think I'd give it to her, and then we leave. I and, found a hundred dollar uh, bill in my jacket the other day. Wow. Like, I don't even remember when. That's like that's at least like that's 10 not me even say, dude. That's not me saying that like I'm rolling in the dough. That's just showing me showing you all how irresponsibly I live. You guys, today. just but so I, you know, Amanda's just, rolling in the dough. She just like has a hundred dollar bills laying around. Damn. <laughs> Damn, can't we all be I don't Amanda? I remember where this is from. Who even has well, cash? We do kind of learn a little thing about Samantha. (laughs) She says, let me tell you something. I was that woman 10 years ago, but I wielded my power in a benevolent manner. Can we please talk about this lunch? About this? Oh, and then Carrie says, can we please talk about this over lunch somewhere else? Uh, Moran, oh God, what's her butt? (laughs) Well, I want to talk about the hostess really quick because I, I like the little running bit of her in each scene wearing like a stupider and stupider hat. Like she's just wearing like a, a hat, like kind of like a Kimbo on her head. And they just get like, it's just fun. It's a funny bit. I get it. Yeah. I get what they're doing with this. And then later she has like the leopard pillbox in the iconic tampon um, section. That whole thing is such a stretch. That was so dumb. Well, you know, oh, Amanda, you don't carry tampons around just in case you're meeting up the hostess of Balzac and need to get a table. I actually don't remember the last time I bought tampons. Do you free bleed or what? I don't. Well, I, I really only get my period like once every few months because my system is so fucked up from just like going on and off birth control for so many years. Oh. So, yeah, well, it's kind of sweet. Like, I really don't wanna... get my period. 
If you guys want to know more about <laughs> our, that, um, please definitely sign up for our Patreon because that's where we take it. Anyway, uh, so then they yeah. decide to go get lunch somewhere else. And um, Samantha basically has this uh, realization. She says, she says, do you realize if she were a man, not only would we be eating now, but they'd be sending over free drinks. And Carrie decides that she's going to go shopping as a way to unleash the creative su- creative subconscious. Uh, and we see that Carrie, like, as always, Carrie cannot afford her shit, so they cut up her credit card. Now, do you remember this trope of, like, the take out the scissors, cut up the credit card? That was really funny. The guy, the guy does the line really well. He cuts it and he's like, they told me to do that. And now they want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> I thought this was, he looked like, he gave me like a Bo Burnham energy of this guy. Except I don't oh. know because this was like, um, was like older than Bo Burnham. I mean, really? Anyway, she's I like, you, he like was born the year that this episode came out. Yeah, when I first found out how old Bo Burnham was, it made me so depressed. I said, like, you've accomplished all this. And you're like 27. I will say his alone special is when that shit came out, I my mind was literally blown. <laughs> like it's just watching more. a genius. Like, okay, you're a genius. Have you seen eighth grade? That movie? Yes. yes, but I think the alone special was is more my my alley. He's also really good at promising young woman, which is such a good movie. I fucking hate that movie. Sorry. Why? I don't like that. Sh- Spoiler alert for promising young woman, but I don't didn't need her to die at the end. Sorry. That did not that gave me such it was like, yeah, let's get some revenge. Let's kill. And then she dies. But it was pretty shocking. And that's probably what would happen because men suck. And they'll just Well, you know, that's the same woman who did Saltburn, our favorite topic. Oh, really? She did promising young woman. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, Emerald Fennell. Oh, okay. Emerald I like, I like I like Carrie Mulligan. I like her dimples. Oh, I like her too. So anyway, then we meet this fabulous woman who uh, appears out of nowhere, and her name is Emil- Amalita, and she has a beautiful man with him. Her named Carlo, and his teeny tiny penis. He has a teeny tiny penis that he knows exactly what to do with it. And now later we kind like, of find out that. that, um, so uh, Amelita kind of acts like she's known Carrie forever. She says, you are my, like my sister. And we really come to find out that they've only kind of met a few times. And most people think that Amelita's Euro trash, um, but Carrie likes her. You know, she's all about she's rich really men. Euro trash. And she is also, and yeah. I could never hang out with her because she seems like she like leaves her house at 9 p.m. to go out somewhere, whereas mm. I am returning home promptly before before the four. Well, digits. I mean, two things here. No offense. I don't know if she'd like want to hang out with you because it seems like all she is is kind of like a high a high class madam for hooking women out. And well, I don't know if you'd want to meet up with her because <laughs> she'd pimp you out. But I mean, well, shit, I'd fuck that French dude for a thousand bucks in a nice hotel. I'm sorry about it. I don't know why she's so. Okay, I, I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about the thousand dollars because even as a twenty year old watching this, I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like that big a deal. And now as a forty year old, I'm like, okay, well, shut up, suck it up, thousand dollars. Like you never Get told, mine. you never asked him for the money. Who gives a shit? Yeah. 
And it's cash. Fucking take it. Girl. Miranda, and back then, a thousand bucks? That was a lot. It's like 2,000 bucks. And Miranda's like, absolutely not. I'm like, well, what would you like me to do, Miranda? Would you like me to burn it in front Throw of you? Throw it right out now? the window. She does. Yeah. She does. Yeah. And just like, feminism. Uh, she does this when Big gives Carrie her down payment. They like, don't let uh, her yes. keep it. Which again, I'd be like, yeah, I'm keeping this. I That guy put me through a living hell. I'm going to take his fucking $30,000. Yeah. I, I would definitely. Definitely yeah, Miranda needs it. to zip it sometimes. Um, so we're we are kind of presented with what I thought was the the theme of this, but it kind of it kind of becomes a this to, this episode to me does not have as much of a streamlined theme as the other ones have had. The idea is here: yeah. where's the line between professional girlfriend and just plain professional? So um, we go to the poker night. And Carrie says, so you advocate a double standard. Women can use their sexuality to get ahead whenever possible, but men should not be allowed to take advantage of it. Samantha says, I'm just saying that men and women are equal opportunity exploiters. Thoughts? It's an exchange of power. And uh, Carrie has her hair in two little pigtails, which I think would be insane for anyone like in their 30s to wear pigtails, but her hair is so fucking thick and pretty that it kind of works for her yeah do you know sarah jessica parker said that she didn't want carrie's this is so egregious she said i think it was in this there's this um on the dvds there's this extras thing on like the last season that's the one thing i miss about dvds is that there's you can't get extras anywhere i agree you never get the commentaries or i love commentaries oh my god i love commentaries but she did this interview with Michael Patrick King about the last season. And I swear to God, she's she's either really sick with like post-nasal drip or she's super coked out. Because the entire time she like won't stop rubbing her nose and like her foot is like just tapping the whole time, which again could just be an anxiety thing, but she will not stop messing with her nose. But it could just be that she has a, a runny nose. But anyway, she said that um, <laughs> she never wanted to, she never wanted Carrie to have a hairstyle that she herself couldn't achieve by herself and some of these hair cells, i'm like there's no fucking way you're doing that by yourself in your apartment alone there's no way sorry i, I mean i think we'll have to keep an eye on that then definitely now i'm gonna Especially be like very conscious to be like what's going on i will say the outfits this episode became started to become a little more memorable she wears this mm-hmm. outfit in the park that has this in beautiful feather yes. boa thing on it which is fabulous so um great. so what what ends up happening then is we get our a b or b plot which is very weirdly interspersed here and i start to wonder was charlotte not available to film with the other women during this her storyline got added is, at around the 22 minute mark out of 26 minutes that's where the res like they introduced it and then that's it there's no conflict she, with it she's like no. yeah i'll do it um so she is going to meet neville morgan the artist and he invited her to his farm um, and she's hoping he can be in her gallery, but she's worried he's going to ask her to fuck. And then we find out that Miranda is still with Skipper, and he's an hour early to pick her up. Then transition, Carrie's in bed. Ring, ring. Amalita's calling her from Balzac. You must come, darling. You must come. But okay, I want to get your opinion on this. Okay, so Carrie is, well, first of all, I think that Miranda is 
I could never be this outwardly annoyed at anyone. Like, especially someone I was freshly dating. Oh, like, I can understand being annoyed. Like you're an, yeah, like you're an hour early, but she's like, you're an hour early. Like, I just could never bring myself to do that unless I, unless it's like my mom or like uh, someone I've known forever. I, could, I don't think I'd even act this annoyed at you. It'd have to be like a boyfriend. Even if, but like, she's being so mean to him and he's like clearly just trying if he likes her. She's I mean, bitch. I think I that like it's just kind of setting up that they're not right. Like, this is obviously sure. not, like, the right dynamic. And maybe this is how they're trying to get him off the show. Because they do kind of... Yeah, this is this is Carrie's such good friend that he just shows up to her house at 8 o'clock in the morning. And she's, she's changing old while woman he's to there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it, because girl, girl. So anyway... Girl. But, but here, no, wait, wait. So she's in bed. She has, like, jammies on, like... Like button up, like jammies with like sheep on them. That's what my mom. Which is a far cry from what she's wearing. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't sleep like that because I flip around too much, and then everything gets all twisted and shit. Um, and I know you sleep. Uh, you sleep in the in the raw. But wow, it's probably. <laughs> you didn't want but that out there. You're Jeez. you're laying. You okay? You said it like three times already. <laughs> she's laying under the covers. She like has her book. And, like, she's out. Like, her makeup's off. So, like, this bitch calls you. It's clearly, like, 10 p.m. Like, are you getting out of bed for this? Like, I just don't know what age I would have to, like, how young I I think I would, probably. Now you would. If I know she's really rich and fabulous and can get me into Balzac, which I couldn't get into before. But why do you care if you're getting into Balzac? I'd rather just go to, like, Boston Pizza. I'm not a sex columnist in New York City, so... It's hard to oh, say. Yeah, I guess that's true. This is like a work opportunity. It's a write-off. It, it kind of is. I mean, that's where her story comes from. Technically, these episodes are supposed to be her column. Yeah. Well, I guess right? that works. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, no, I know, I know that that is true, but, like... I'm only bringing that up because it's so illogical, but it's told from the absolutely. perspective that this is her, what she's telling the city. Because it intersperses with her typing and talking, you know, like she's writing to the city that, you know, whatever, uh, Mariah or Samantha got, had the guy go down on her. Like, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I, if I were her friend, I'd be like, you cannot say any of this. And that she's using all the real names too. Well, what would have been a really cheesy ending to this entire show is if they did like a, like the final episode. They do the women all together and then they do like a a full pan out and the women are in the newspaper. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you find out that all the women are actually like not the same name or something. Oh, those are like their pseudonyms. Like, the final, like Candace Bushnell yeah, goes and meets up of- and they're like, oh, hi, Mary. Oh, hi, uh whatever an, another exactly. S name would be. Yeah, I see. Okay, I like that, that though, sense. too. That actually like is way better. <laughs> That's way that better than my cheese-ass version, which is like, <laughs> they pan out and they were in a newspaper and they were just fake the whole time. Like, these it's weren't like the ending people. of the hills. Yeah. Exactly. 
Or the ending of Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, if anyone's seen it. It literally, the entire movie goes on. Google it, guys, because people are like, what the fuck? I saw a thing about it on TikTok because the back, it looks like it's a book almost. Like, Lindsay Lohan is in that movie. She does a thing where she goes up a tree and does a backflip. And people are like, why are the graphics on this so bad? But the point is that it's pulling out and it's the store, like a book. Okay. Like it's 2D in a book. Anyway. I, okay, I have Let's, another reference. And if you get this, I will be so impressed with you. How about it pans out? And, is it a Seinfeld uh, episode? No, it's not. But it's way older than that. But I only know this because I got on this weird tangent one day of looking up best series finales ever. Um, oh, it God. pans out. And um, it's a little autistic girl staring at a snow globe of Manhattan. And then it's people saying... She's just been staring at that snow globe for the past six years. That's the ending of this show called Saint Elsewhere. About okay, I've heard of that. And that's how that ends. <laughs> it pans out of the hospital and then it's a snow globe. Like it's snowing and then it's a snow globe and it's this little, little autistic boy. Just like staring at a snow globe and his parents are like, he's just been looking at that snow globe. <laughs> it's just the whole, the whole series took place in his head. <laughs> it's pretty wild. I mean, it's... So then going back, are you like, oh, this makes... Okay, so... Yeah, all of that would really, make more sense. That's really interesting. In the, mind, in the mind of an autistic child, this show actually might make a little bit more sense. Yeah, he just ta- thinks about better. fucking... Um, he, he's all about four women's <laughs> sex lives. <laughs> so Carrie, like, ends up going out and meeting these people, and they introduce her to Gilles, and he's an architect from Paris and he's in town on business. Now my big like takeaway from this entire episode was what the fuck were these uniforms at Balzac, the restaurant? Please tell me you noticed the uniforms at Balzac because I did make it our cover photo for this. um, Oh really? Were they like Um, green? They were gold, gold, lame slash holographic short sleeve button-up shirts with black ties just the short is, it, is sleeve, it in the dropbox right now yeah the short sleeve gold lame holographic shirt with the i mean maybe no one else will be as like oh what the hell this, but i was oh is this a real place, by the way? It seems like we should have both uh, Googled that, but of course... This, the, I don't think it is, but it there were... Pl- there's place... Balzac. I don't think it is, but there's places like... There's Balthazar, and there's oh, Cipriani. There's like places like that. I think they're kind of just trying to play off that name. Because Balzac as a restaurant, I... I feel like that was supposed to be an innuendo-y thing, don't you think? Yeah, no, it looks... Online, I'm looking it up, and it looks like it's supposed to be Balthazar. Oh, okay. Probably in season one, restaurants and stuff were nerv- more nervous about having their actual names being said. And then oh. later, in later seasons, they were like, yes, please say our name. Yeah, really. So anyway, if you guys want to see those, you'll see it on the, our, our thing. Those horrible tops. I'm, this is at a classy, like, this is at the hot restaurant. Are these, like, they're, they're egregious. Anyway, well, we see Carrie oh, And I can walking. tell you that that material, that material holds smell. Sweat horribly oh yeah like you wear it and even if you get a dress yes. I feel like like when i used to do theater 
remember when I did sour kangaroo, but I had taken mm-hmm. over from like a, the girl who did it before. Uh-huh. So like I have to wear her costume and like they brought it to me and it was fully dry clean. But like when you dry clean something, it just brings the smell out like even more. So then all the uh, costume people just spray vodka all over all of the mm-hmm. costumes. So then I just smelled like an alcoholic kangaroo with bio. <laughs> Because I, I was wearing, like, carpet. Like, the material was, like, carpet. And, like, so dry cleaning is a myth. It doesn't do anything. It just brings out the smell. I kind of feel like it just seals in. It seals shit in. Like, if you're wet cleaning, it, like, rinse. It, like, pushes the. Oh, wow. What, what? Um. So, anyway, those well, tops you know, would be you real know, stanky you know in this a, restaurant. Real stanky. You know who has a stand-up routine about that? No. Jerry Seinfeld. It's like, what are they doing back there? Of course like, he does. You dry clean something. He's like, he's like, the only kind of dry cleaning I know is of is when you get a little mustard on your shirt and you scratch it off with your fingernail. <laughs> Which true. How are you dry cleaning something? I would love to know what goes on back there. What are you just blasting it with? I hate Jerry guys? Seinfeld. I I don't find him to be funny. And he also like married a 17-year-old. When he was like he forty-five or something, did. he's no, a creep. No, he used to pick her up in high school. Yeah, I'm ew. Sure. Anyway, um, at, continuing, we get to see Carrie and Gilles walking down the street, and she's wearing a very ill-fitting dress. And if you guys watch Real Housewives of New York and you are familiar with Alex McCord of Alex and Simon, you will know that what she is wearing over this dress is called an opera coat because there is an episode where. Um, uh, Alex is showing off like her clothes to someone or she's wearing yeah. it and someone clearly is like oh I like your jacket and she's like oh it's uh, my opera coat and I'm pretty sure um, the person was like judging her but she thought it was anyway it's like a see through jacket kind of like a sheer jacket yeah it's kind of off the shoulders I mean, Carrie looked good in it, but the tits on the dress were not working for me. They looked like they needed, she should be wearing a bra, but she wasn't wearing a bra. So there was like points in like, you could see where her nipples were, her hard nipples. And then there were points. And then you could also see where it was. Like it was all Mm -hmm. like, it just is not working for me. And then um, she says, good night, bonsoir. And then she takes a walk and she starts floating into the air for some reason. That part was, so, I forgot the second it started happening, I was like, oh, yes, I forgot about this. You start so to think, like, so how much money did they spend on that shot? Like, they spent money on that shot to have her go walk to a lift of some sort and crane her up in the air with a camera. Like, for what? But it makes sense. It makes sense if you go with the snow globe idea. Oh, my God. I hate you. Is that going to be our new conspiracy? <laughs> This entire I movie takes place in a really... snow globe. <laughs> uh, movie? I just called it a movie. I think we're onto something. Well, <laughs> you know, I could see it. Yes, actually, this entire movie takes place in a postcard that was chewed up by a dog in Central Park. The entirety of Sex in the City, actually, if you played it as a movie, just the whole series, it would be shorter than Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> And way more interesting. (laughs) Uh, 
I, I, for one, loved Killers of the Flower Moon. I thought it was very gay, very fabulous. JK, today what I was actually watching, so I sent Amanda a video, and I'm not sure that she got it. Um, I said, I sure as hell hope that you are watching this show. And this show is called For the Love of Dilfs. Okay. And it is on Out TV. Um, It is hosted by... Is that formerly Logo? No. Logo is just gone completely, I think. And Out... Oh, great. Okay. (laughs) Out TV, you get it like you, you... Get like I get a monthly subscription for it through Apple. It's like two ninety nine a month, and I do it so that it's supporting gay shit. I like to subscribe to shit like gay shit so that it has support. And I watched this one show on it called For the Love of Dilfs. They also have another show called Go Go for the Gold, which has Johnny McGovern, and it's like Drag Race with Go Go dancers. But in For the Love of or yes, For the Love of Dilfs. This is hosted by Stormy Daniels. Uh, they're all at Dilf Manor. And they're... A sp- are the Dilfs, like, all younger than me? Probably. No. I feel like there's got to be a couple of Dilfs that are at least my age. There are a couple Dilfs that I'm like, would you really be the Dilf? I don't... I- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You know, it, this season, it's a little muddy. This is the second season. Um, what happens is, like, they start off with, like, six DILFs and six, quote-unquote, himbos, okay? The himbos are, like, a couple of them, I'm like, you would not be considered a himbo. But they're just using that as a classifier for, like, the young ones and the, you know, daddy ones. First day, they pair each pair up with each other. And then they start going on dates. And then they trade each other out to try and find the ultimate like himbo or himbo daddy couple throughout this whole thing. And I swear to fucking God, I'm going to just probably post this video that I sent to Amanda because I was watching the episode and just dying, shitting myself because it's stormy Daniels giving a a, a teary eyed monologue about how, how, okay. In the episode, one of the spoiler alert, one of the DILFs leaves, because he know he doesn't have a partner and he's like, he knows he'll get eliminated. But I'm gonna say he knows he's gonna get eliminated anyway. So he's like, I'm taking my I'm taking destiny into my own hands and I'm quitting. Whatever. Then according to the story, Stormy Daniels packs her shit and leaves. She can't handle this anymore. She's talked to Dr. Dilf, which is who is like the leader of this show. Oh, does Stormy Daniels all of a sudden have ethics and morals? Yes, she does. Well, Dil- oh. this show, Amanda, is at the core of it. 
It's about love, okay? At the core of this show is about oh, love, according to Stormy. A, you can tell from the title. She says, what's for the love of Dilfs? Uh, okay. So this this Dilf leaves. She leaves. And then the whole the whole house is like, we just don't know what hap- where Stormy is. We're really concerned about Stormy. Like, this is the most scripted, stupid-ass shit ever. But it's also a reality show. <laughs> it's insane. Anyway... Anyway, so then she appears. She comes, she like comes out into their like elimination thing, and she's like, This means so much to me. And I just the reason why is because I found my daddy. And she goes into this like long cried. <laughs> God, I hope she's not talking about Trump. No, 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 no. She's talking about some guy who works for the show because eventually he comes out from behind the camera. He is not wearing shoes and he comes out and hugs her and they're like, she's crying. And he's like, he's like, I love you, baby. And then they kiss. And then he's like, got to get back to work. And he runs, he runs back behind the camera. Okay, I think I'd like this show. I love chaos like that. You would absolutely. I love when it goes off the rails. This fucking show. If you guys have this out is TV like in Canada, Mon- this is Monica uh, announcing that she's Real Avantes. Well, I mean that, that is that level a bit, of chaos. That was a little more real. I definitely think this show. I feel like some of the couples almost seem like they were a couple before the show. And they uh, put one on the Dilf side and one on the Himbo side, and they were like, okay, choose. I, I'm struggling to believe that you would be really that into this person after, like, one day of meeting them. But you guys, look it up. Give it a fucking watch. It's worth it. Get the subscription to OutTV, $2.99 a month. Watch For the Love of Dilfs. Wow. Also, you should watch me. the Joe Schmo show, show because that was like one of that was like Ooh. I've been all three, all three seasons in, in one. In two oh, I thought you were talking about Joe show. Millionaire because do you remember Joe? No, Millionaire? but Joe Millionaire is also good with that blowjob in the woods. Yeah, keep requesting that for TRP, and we're like, if you can find it, we'll we'll do it. I used to think he was so hot. I used me to too. What was his name? Like so Evan? Bad. I think it was Evan something. Yeah, I used to think he was. But these are the things we remember, Hulk, bro. All right, so then Carrie yeah. pulls away for some reason, and then we go to Carrie in her apartment in the most granny-looking ass slip outfit thing. When Skipper shows up, uh, and he's really hung up on Miranda, he thinks he's addicted to her because you know what, Amanda, the sex is so awesome, and he may be too much of a horn dog. What do you think? Uh. I think that she. I think that he's probably a little bit of like a masochist. Um, and I just don't think he's gotten like it. Really so mean. Well, I think she's probably really like mean to him in bed, and he's like okay. he likes that. Okay. Right. Well, she. He, he, we find out that she will only have sex with him in the afternoon, and she won't let him spend the night. <laughs> it's very afternoon, clear that she is- wants him for his dick, which I. I'm curious, like, do you, what do you think a skipper, skipper's dick is like? Do you think it's good? Yeah. Like, I could see it being, like, sizable. I feel like it's, I feel like it's big, but he, like, doesn't really know what to do with it, because he doesn't want to, like, I don't think he at all you, knows like, is what this to okay? do with it. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in now, is that okay? No, 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 you'd have to be a power bottom with him. You'd have to, like, lay him down and just ride mm-hmm. him, basically. Oh, for sure. 
Right? Um, so, uh, when the, uh, he even says, I don't even shower. So after they fuck, he says, I don't even shower afterwards. I like to spend the whole day smelling like Miranda. Ew. Gross. Gross. Yeah. Uh, even I think that, that's gross. And I'm famously a pretty gross person. But that's oh, I feel like I need to like get in the shower immediately after like clean off clean me off anyway then we see um Gilles oh by the and... way uh the guy's name is the guy's name is evan marriott <gasps> yes evan marriott i remember that because didn't he pose Did he... for playgirl or something oh probably but he right i just saw a picture of him now and he's got like a silver beard <gasps> and something good Ooh. He's gained a little weight, but like in like a more of like a muscular daddy way because somehow men age well and women don't. To me, my ideal at this point, the ideal body type for the man I want would be former hot body guy, like that Evan guy who's gained some weight and still has like the muscle, but is like beefed out with the muscle. Mm. Oh, He's like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm calling it. I'm eating KFC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like form, he used to be on a, he used to play sports or something at some, like for years. And then now is like, you know, taking it easy. He still maybe goes, he still like goes to the gym and lifts weights and stuff, but like, I, I'm kind of into Oof. Um, Oof. Matt, Le, Matt LeBlanc's body. Oh. Yeah. Because he's just kind of, like, let go. But he, like, used to obviously, like, work out all the time. And I don't think he was like, that – I don't think he was ever that, like, buff, though. In the first couple seasons he was until they decided kind of what to do with his character. Well, he had a nice body. He had a nice yeah. body, but he wasn't, like, football player body or, like, you know – it wasn't like yeah. bodybuildery or like like he had more natural like trust me, I've rewatched like the first seasons of that and he is boy. Ball. They just had Dude. no idea what to do with this character. Dude. Oof! I gotta say, men in the '90s time, I don't know if it was the styling or what was going on. They just looked hot. They really did. The li- like yeah, Matthew Perry was always the hottest to me, but probably because he's funny. What? Yeah, because I relate the most to him because he's like silly and funny and like unassuming, and I feel like he might not tell me fat behind my back. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. Probably not. Usually, guys like that, they are kind of the worst. Yeah, because they're uh, a little more insecure. Ross is my favorite. <laughs> so, um, Gilles and uh, Carrie spent a beautiful day in the park. They're sitting under a tree. They're on the Alice in Wonderland statue. They're standing 10 feet apart and then walking toward each other to kiss. Literally, that was the, the montage. It was yeah. under a tree, Alice in Wonderland statue. Then standing apart from each other, looking at each other, walking towards each other to kiss. Do you, How often do you do that, Amanda? You stand 10 feet apart from someone in the park wait for a moment to look at each other, walk towards each other, and then kiss. Like, how did that get uh, to there? See, I, don't, I, I think that I'm just such a cynical person that I could never take myself seriously enough to engage in this kind of, like, cheesy romance type thing. Oh, I can get real good into the cheesy romance. I'm just more wondering logistics, oh, yeah, okay. okay? What are the logistics that well, you're with this man, and then you somehow end up 10 feet apart? 
Wouldn't you still be? You'd have to split up to come back. I think she's like looking at the water and she's just like walking toward it. And then he stays there and then she looks back. Uh, Okay. Okay. I still think that's weird. But they spent the whole day together. That's another reason why I feel like she shouldn't be that insulted about the money. Because it's not like she just came over and they fixed. They like spent two and five. They spent the night together and the then okay well there are worse things oh trust me babe i would be in i mean we'll talk about it and i'll tell you a real i'll tell you a story on our patreon all right just don't don't forget to remind me all right i'll make sure to post it on tiktok i'll kill you i'll clip out just that (laughs) (laughs) all right then so then they fuck and this looks great to me Fuck me, leave me in a hotel room to order room service. Um, he goes, Don't worry, stay, sleep in. I, you won't even need to see me. I'm like, Fucking exactly. sweet. I get to like late checkout and I can order eggs, Benny and a mimosa. Uh, yeah. And so, what she does, she does what any logical person would do is she invites. Miranda and uh, Samantha and they order room service as well and they have a whole discussion about you know is this terrible and they really are kind of wondering is Amelita a hooker Carrie says that she told her she's poor and Samantha says sweetheart men give women receive it's biological destiny do you really want to say oh oh uh, oh, and then Miranda says, do you really want to say that? That's exactly the kind of argument men have been using since the dawn of time to exploit women. Okay, I want to talk about that part because she got so up in Samantha's face that if that was me, I'd be like, I need you to back up right now. Because she, oh, yeah. she got like mad at her. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you really want to say that? She got up in Samantha's face. She's like, it's nine o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to pound down the salmon Benedict. Uh, <laughs> you need to chill the fuck out. And you just had sex in the afternoon with a 26-year-old, so shut up. I mean, that is true. Miranda's a little aggressive, I think. A little? I really we hate Miranda on um, We did get an email so gratefully that said we are allowed to call lesbians yes. butch. And oh I God, the that- title of the email, the title <laughs> of the email just said butch. And I was like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I'm like, this is either about Joan's cat. I thought it was about. Or they're about to like. But. I thought it might be about your cat. But then like. I, as a. My wife is a butch lesbian. And I was like. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> my IBS is. And you're horrible people. Shut the fuck up. She, she's like. Yeah. You guys. As long as you don't have bad intention. I, I would say that it's fine. It's like. Yeah. I'm not like being so like. Nice Ew. You nasty here. butch lesbian. No. I'm like. You're fierce butch <laughs> yeah. lesbian. There you go. And then we chop back into when Charlotte had to obviously film some other show and couldn't be there for the group scene. So she goes to a meet the artiste and into his barn. And he says, the canvases you're about to see are what I consider to be the hypothesis of every great idea I've ever had. It's the closest I've ever come to pure, universal God force. The cunt. I should do voiceover work, right? 
Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> okay, I would, I would kind of maybe fuck this guy. This guy's like right, like he's old, but like I feel like he could fuck. I think if you're painting big ass like pictures of vaginas, he probably like worships it enough to at least eat it out uh, good. Like he knows yeah, what's. Yeah, but up. I, I don't like that though. Ever. Yeah. No, oh, and I know everyone's gonna. Oh, well, you just haven't had the right one. Believe me, I've had like thirty-five people be like, "You just haven't had me yet," and then they're doing it, and I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." Well, yeah. I wonder if a therapist you're could good. help you sort that out. I just don't like it. Okay, I just don't. I just genuinely don't like it. I feel like I'm at the gynecologist's office. Do you like get it, giving blowjobs? Um, I am good at giving blowjobs. Okay, however. I will say that I will uh, I will reach orgasm real quickly, like with giving a blowjob, which I know is pre- oh penetration. No, with penetration, <laughs> which I think is pretty rare for a lot of women. So I think I just like feel like I don't need it. Oh, I'm you like, do like, reach no. orgasm. Oh, like the second it's in, I'm like. <clears throat> I'll tell you, I've I've had some like some friends in the past that like literally say they have not had orgasms like from penetrative sex ever oh i will even with the worst sex i'll have like at least one. Oh, my body's nice. weird love that though love that for you i'm we- i'm a weird person i am that little girl you're quirky <laughs> i'm kind of quirky um, you're like really yeah. small and really like quirky you're just like so I'm twee so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. then that guy, uh, so, hey. Neville. Oh, go ahead. I want to talk about the word cunt because I okay. feel like they did this for shock value. Was there a t- now look, we were both born in the 80s. I was born in the early 80s. Joan was born in the late. But I just don't well, really remember a time isn't where really like the late, but Okay, you're mid, mid eights. I'm early eights. Um was there a fucking time where people were just referring to a vagina as a cunt? Because I don't think that that was ever a thing. Uh, Pussy, I when think, I was but like when I was growing up, say like you weren't supposed to say cunt at all. I had never even heard that word. I had only heard it referenced to as the really c word. Well, now yeah. it's kind of that. Okay, talk about saying butch. I say cunt all the time, and I'm sure there are people listening yeah, to this. Like, but please I don't say have that. Never, have you ever referred to a vagina as a cunt? Because I haven't. No, I'm just usually like, oh, woman that woman's a such cunt. a cunt. Yeah, she's a cunt. I think Jody has referred to like three year old children from Teen Mom as a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, See, oh, I, I also, I also <laughs> like to be like, ooh, she's serving cunt. Like, damn, she's cunty. She's fucking fierce. Yeah, it's, like, it's so I don't. Word. I think that I though like shocking words. Would you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really get care. into my cunt. It's not like very cute. I just don't think it even applies to the vagina anymore. I think it's I was, only, it's when I was a kid. Now. When I was a kid, we went to baseball games like the Arizona Diamondbacks. And one time, these people who were like really, really like right, like two seats away from us, got into a fight with these other people in another row. And the man yelled at his wife and called her a cunt at the, the oh. baseball game. And when I was like eight, so that was probably the only time I ever, ever had heard that word. And they ended up getting like full on into a fight. The guy who, like, the guy who's like the man called the wife a cunt, and the husband of that wife who got called a cunt literally like let like 
leapt at that guy. Like, um, good. Yeah. Oh, Wait, yeah. I mean, the guy called his own wife a friend. No, no, no. Okay, so there's a husband and wife, oh, and then I there's you a said man. The guy called his own. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Facebook. It was hard okay. to like. It was hard to clarify that there was a man and a wife, and then a man, and he must have been with friends or something. They got into an argument of some sort. I think it was the man and man, and then I think the wife started jumping in, and he's like, "Shut up, cunt," or something like that. He called her a cunt. Gotcha. In some okay. context, like, "Oh, be quiet, cunt." Probably something like that. Okay, well, then they Good thing our, episode, I mean, I our show believe- is called Explicit, by the way. We just said the word cunt probably, I don't know, 50 I times? It, I think, five seconds? I think I said it 30 seconds in. You're all fine. <laughs> no, I, I I don't really love when men show their power by fighting physically because it's actually pretty terrifying for a woman to be standing it's, there watching that, knowing that, like, you have no weird. power. But, uh, I mean, I guess that's, I mean, you can't call a woman, you call a woman a cunt. I mean, I can call a woman a cunt if she's being a cunt. I mean, I call women cunts on here too, but I would never be like, <laughs> fuck you, stupid cunt. I, I think like yeah. I would, I'd call someone a stupid bitch. I would never call a woman a cunt to her face. And, and in fact, when I say cunt, cunt, it's like was trying. Flipping. A woman was trying to boot my car in front of my own house in oh college and I had just taken... God, what, what is that shit called? Coracetin. Remember Coracetin? And there was like mm-hmm. a thing where if you take enough cold and flu Coracetin, you'll get like high. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I had just taken a few. And then the woman, this parking attendant was like booting my car. And I went out and I called her a fat cunt. But I was like. <laughs> Wait, I think I remember for, that. <laughs> for sure. Like, I was like 19. I still feel so bad. But then I doubled down. And like me and my roommates like went to like the parking like authority and like put in like a complaint against her. Like I tried to get her fired. And she was literally just trying to Jeez. do my job. I called her Damn. A Baby Karen over I here. Sh- Shit. He knows. But I was like so <laughs> fucked up. I was like the course was just hitting and then my car is getting booted. I will say um uh, so in the last in in the last uh month, four different days our internet has been just completely down. And they're like, oh, we'll send you an update. We'll let you know. And it's been, it'll be out for like 24 hours fully. Yeah. And so I started messing because I got my bill for fucking Cox Communications. And they're like, you owe $70. Literally, that's just internet. Fine. But I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? More than like 10%, like four days of the month, there was no internet. And you want me to pay the full fucking price? I had to go through a whole chain of this was today me talking to someone through the cox app to try and get them to give me a refund on the days that it didn't have didn't uh do it i'm trying to be a karen oh, over it's only here 70 dollars though amanda it's a principal thing because <laughs> why is my of all things i need the fucking internet you can't expect Wait, everyone just to like home now you can't expect everyone to go 24 hours 24 hours straight with no internet like, really? No, I mean, totally I have true. a phone. I have everything. But, like, and then you want me to pay for that. Fuck you. You should automatically take that out. I shouldn't even have to contact you. So I'm contacting the person. I'm having to type it out through a fucking app, texting this person named Lucky. And now I'm sorry, but Lucky was not <laughs> lucky today because they ran into my ass where I'm literally, like, the first message I send is, I haven't had you. 
You sent me my bill for $70 and I didn't have internet four of those days. Discount my bill now. That is literally the first message I send. And they're like, hello, I hope you're having wait, a can, beautiful- wait, can, can I guess? Yeah. <laughs> like, gonna... I, I totally understand. And if I was in your situation, I would feel the exact same way. It's just this total like fake response. I, I totally okay. understand and sympathize, I, sympathize with you. <laughs> yes, but that is where I lost- my goddamn mind. Oh, that's um, when I go, can I talk to a real person? Can I talk to a real person? Can I talk to a real person? Well, that was how it started. I got on earlier in the day being like, call me, call me, call me. It be, it was like, what's your problem? I'm like, call me directly, call me directly. And they're like, they we're unable to call you um, because this isn't a messaging only line. I'm like, well, then find someone to call me. And then eventually I was like, trying to get this person and then they're like we can't i can't really do anything what's your problem and i'm like writing this i'm like using talk to text i'm like i do not have time to keep dealing with this bullshit cox needs to get it shit together immediately i'm like refund me now now and they're like um can you tell me the days that um it wasn't working. And I said, you should have some fucking, I mean, mind you, I'm typing this stuff out. I'm like, you should have some idea of the days that it was out. You're the one sending me fucking messages through the app telling me it's out and you don't have record of the days. And they're like, well, we do, but we need to know them directly from you. Okay. I, I have to go back. I have to go back and look at the text that they sent me four different days. I'm scanning back on my texts. It's taking me a second. The person says, I, the person in the time I'm trying to type out those days, typing one, going back, typing one, they send me a message. I really need to see those dates. Girl, I send them the message. And then the response I back send back was, I'm so sorry. I was really busy doing your job for you. Uh, and then. Oh, I would report that. Girl. Oh, you said that. You said that. I that. said that. Oh, I thought they said no, that. I was being right a bit. No, because uh, so you know. no, they wanted me to tell them the dates that it was out. Oh, I know. They know. But they have a full fucking, like. Um, anyway. I went ahead and calculated Usa. how much you should have been owed for that if you're paying 70 bucks a month. Um, you would have paid $9.33. I know. I know, but guess what, y'all? That's a Barbie, baby. That is a motherfucking Barbie. And there you go. That's some you of my good buy. Barbie deals, that's two Barbies, motherfuckers. And I'm going to tell you, I'd rather pay for, I'd rather get two Barbies than four days that I don't have fucking internet. Fuck you, Cox Communications. If I could get anything else, I would. Put that Please. on my headstone. My- Fuck you, Cox Communications. <laughs> Right. Wow, that really got me. A, and Ooh, that got me heated. Damn. Our friend, uh, our friend Paul, I remember one day wrote he wrote in huge mark sharpie marker on the subway on a on a subway seat. Oh MTA sucks, and he took a picture of it, and it was one of the hardest I've ever laughed because it's so stupid, but also like, yeah, you got him. I mean, that is true. But I will it's say he, he did always have a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> yeah, well, just leave that at that. But now, here's listen to this, Joan. Listen to this segue back to Sex in the City. When Cynthia Nixon was running for, like, office, oh, her Lord. whole stance was that I'm going to fix the MTA. And she did pretty good, I think. She got votes. 
she didn't win. But her whole thing was, I'm going I, to fix the MTA. I think I remember that. And I am kind of surprised they didn't vote her in, but they voted in some other piece of yeah. crap, I think, so. Yeah, um, probably a man. I'm going to assume it was a man. I think it was. Um, yeah. Well, we really, okay, so, yes, Jesus. We're, first, we're talking about cocks. Now we're on to cunts. Wah, 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 wah. Great. Uh, Neville, the artiste, asks Charlotte to pose for him. And his wife is there, which makes it a lot nicer because I think they bring in the wife with lemonade and et cetera to make it a little less awkward. And um, Charlotte says, uh, you know, she'd be honored. Um, Samantha made, so then we segue, Samantha has made a reservation at Balzac. Oh, the, old, the old lady goes, the old lady goes, I bet you have a lovely cunt, dear. I, I like, do this remember is overkill that. at this point. There's no way there, there's no way. <laughs> also, I thought she's about writing that down. But... but also, like, if you're like this guy's like wife and you're trying to get this woman to like open her fucking vagina lips Puss? to you, don't bring me lemonade. Bring me in like a double, like a double of something. Okay, but wouldn't that make you like feel? I feel like this is a routine they have. She brings in like the lemonade and cookies to make it like. Oh, unassuming innocent. like yeah okay which I is probably why charlotte was willing to do it because she was originally worried he was wanting her to fuck anyway we find out that samantha goes uh they samantha made a fucking reservation at balzac this time and the hostess is like i can't even help you i don't know who you are and guess who's there amalita the hooker and she Yeah, Carrie runs into her three times in this episode, and then we never hear from her again. Much like all of never. Carrie's friends. It's like the kiss of death um, being there. I really thought that last episode we had kind of like gotten through with the like meeting up with Carrie's friends that you never see again, but it was brought back immediately. And there were a couple moments in this episode too that Amanda, they did breaking the wall fourth wall partway through scenes, which was different than before when there's a time when she's uh typing her writing her article she's it's thinking yeah. in her head and then she turns to the camera and is like blah 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 i don't remember what she says and then there's the time when right. she's with one of these people at the restaurant and she turns to the camera and talks and they're like frozen i think or like maybe moving oh, lightly. Sorry. anyway it's getting better she's, at least she introduces um, Carrie to all these men, and they offer to take her to Venice. And um, she really contemplates it for a second. But this is kind of like the yacht hooker thing. Like, do you know about the yacht hooker thing? I mean, I can guess what that is. Farrah Abraham is one. Like, basically, like, so they, like, think that, um, like, certain people, like, they think, like, um, okay. They think that, like, Chris Kardashian... Or Chris Jenner put like the the younger Jenners onto being yacht hookers. Uh, they think that uh, what's her name uh, Yolanda Hadid put. By by the way, this is allegedly. Jesus, watch watch us get like get us watch us get sued. But um, like uh, Yolanda Hadid made her daughters be like yacht hookers too. Lala from Vanderpump Rules is like a yacht oh, hooker. Anyway, um, uh, so what we find out is Carrie's like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I don't want to go to Venice. And she says, just because Venice was sinking didn't mean my morals had to go down with it. And then 
we have the ultimate moment where uh, Carrie's oh, in the bathroom. Oh, wait, 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 really quickly, at Carrie, because Carrie and Samantha can't get in. So Carrie's like, I'm just going to use the bathroom really quick, and then we're going to go out and um, yes. and eat. But Carrie, then while she's going to the bathroom, she like sees Amalita. She talks to them. Now she's in the bathroom. Samantha must think that Carrie's in there taking like a huge dump, right? Because <laughs> she's been gone like thirty minutes. <laughs> well, it's like, ooh. I wonder what Samantha. I don't okay. think Samantha's just sitting there. Like, I'm gonna guess when Samantha's sitting alone at a bar or restaurant, she's not just. Like staring at her phone, like where is someone? She's probably, you know, well, they didn't have phones back then, yeah. But oh, true. Well, she said when Carrie left for the bathroom, Samantha made like a drinking motion, like I'm going to be at the bar drinking. Mm. So at least she's doing something. But like she, I like Carrie is gone for quite a while there. Well, Carrie's in the bathroom, and we see the ultimate moment that that brings them all together and gets the hostess to love Carrie forever. And she says, excuse me, do you have a tampon? And then Carrie gives her a tampon. Yippee. <laughs> this is not how this works either. This is not how this happens. First of all, there would be a tampon machine in the fucking bathroom. Well, I'm wouldn't there be an attendant in the bathroom? Like in places like yeah, this, but I, I'm an so, I'm so against, as someone with IBS, attendant, like that it. I don't know why they have attendants. Oh, I think it's horrible. But I think at Balzac, there would be a bathroom attendant. I remember going out to clubs in in Tempe. (laughs) I was going to say, I can leave while I shit my fucking brains out and like explode all over all of the like bathroom walls. Okay, but Amanda, at Balzac, I don't think people are doing that. I think they're going there. They go in the bathroom oh, to powder their people nose. People who are coked out and shit that are like like <laughs> blasting out some IBS shit and like who are uh, who are addicted to uh to uh Dulcolax. People are well, shitting their brains out of Balzac. Possibly, possibly. Uh, yeah. Shitting their brains out of Balzac. Perfect. What a beautiful t- But this is not how this works. <laughs> like if you if you needed a tampon, like in general in a woman's bathroom. You would just be like, "Does anybody have a tampon?" Because it's more of yeah. like a a woman women together type thing. This is kind of one moment where women do all come together. Um, it wouldn't be like, um, um, excuse me, do you have a tampon? Like, I can't even say the word tampon. That's what mother, I like, would do. Five year old woman. So That's bad. what I usually You'd do when nervous? I'm in the bathroom. I, I like to go in the stall, and then I like to crack open the stall, and like to all the guys at the urinals, I'm like. Hey guys, do you have a tampon? I um, wish you would do that. That would be what would the reaction be? Does anyone have a tampon? Depends on where I'm at. They, they would fry everyone's brains. It would be like, what is it? Depends on where I'm at. If I'm at like uh no, you know, if I'm in like, you know, I'm I'm okay, I'm not gonna go there. The Bronx. <laughs> I ain't going there. If you're I ain't going a, there. If, if you're at Arizona Mills, you're not saying that. No, no, no. I'm more thinking if I were in like Chandler or something. I'm not saying that. If I was in like a very conservative area, I'm not popping out of the bathroom saying I'm a man who needs a tampon, you know. Because conservatives seem yeah, to have a problem society. with that. Um, I actually <laughs> well, think that... They have a little problem with that, don't they? <laughs> just, just a little. I don't know. They seem very concerned with my genitals more than I am, actually. Um, they're also oh, very concerned yeah. with my sex life, but I digress. We're happy to have you here, you guys. <laughs> All yeah. right, then it's time. If you live in the- Chandler, that's totally fine. 
Oh, I mean, Chandler's perfectly wonderful. I just, you know, I grew up in East Mesa and I like a little more diversity. You know, where I grew up, there was not diversity and it's just not as fun. I I don't know. I just, I like it more, especially as someone who is more diverse myself, you know, as a gay person. It's nice with that. I like, I have a little spice and I want to give a little, I like to be where there's, you know, there's a little spice. Um, So then it's time for the unveiling of Charlotte's cunt pick. And we're and we have this cute little, I guess, cute little scene where they're going through the gallery and they're saying, "Well, oh, I think you're number five. No, I think you're number six. No, I think you're number twelve. No." And then, um, <laughs> then she tells them where her vagina, her her cunt pick is, and uh, the end, baby. <laughs> yeah, and they're all just staring at it, and then they don't even show us. They don't even show us no. the pain thing because the, the, their heads. It's like okay, this is clearly not. It's not even like it's an up close Polaroid of um this, uh, of Kristen Davis's. I was gonna say it's not even thing. hers. It's a it's, it's an artistic amazing. version exactly. of a random vagina. Come on, yes, so stupid. Well, guys, oh, that's it, that though. was. Beautiful. I loved that episode. I really did. Even though it was all over the place. I did too. Sex and the City is always comforting to me. Um, Even if they're talking about cunts Mm -hmm. a million times, it always, it wraps me like a warm labia and I just love it. (laughs) We have a big show next week. Um, This week? We have a guest. Oh. Uh, What? No, next Uh, week. Oh, I thought you were talking about our live show. I mean, that's a pretty big show. No, you all know about our lives, Thursday, 3.30, and then on Love to Hate TV, YouTube, 3.30 on Friday with Jody. We're going to be segueing John really nicely, just smoothly and, and lovely. Just like the transition from, Vanderpump, nice. from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills into Vanderpump Rules, we will transition um, probably a, you know, a passing of the torch. Uh, we'll say our condolences for Jody. And we'll wish her well on her journeys. Oh, I'm sure she's going to be totally fine. She's like, thank God, one less thing. She has so much shit going on in her life. I know about her. Um, and um, then we will have our, our our weekly live show then starts on Monday. So damn, Amanda. Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. If you like listening to us, holy fucking shit, you'll have some shit to listen to. You're getting it, bitch. And also, Joan, remember on the lives, I can't edit stuff out. So just keep that in mind. I know. I have next show I, next week. I have thought a lot about that. I I think we'll have to keep it relatively PG thirteen on the live. Right. Well, we'll get more ad revenue, and really, what we're I mean, this is really just all about the money. Uh, just kidding. But uh, our big Hello. show next week, we have our first guest, Anthony D. Domenico, who is a pretty prominent comedian in Manhattan, Long Island. He does a lot of stuff with Tracy and Noel on Teen Mom Trash Talk. So I know him. He also. Uh, has done a lot of stuff with Justine and Erica on Surreality Podcast and Shore Store. And he's hilarious. And he is going to come on with us. I can't believe he said yes, but Justine facilitated the whole thing. So thank you, Justine, because I never would have had the balls to ask. And he is going to come on for next episode, which is the first episode of Sex and the City I ever watched. It's the Naked Dress episode. And it's episode Mm. six, Secret Sex, Secret Sakes. Carrie thinks that Mr. Big is keeping her a secret while Miranda discovers a sex secret about her new man. I just want to say, um, 
So beep, the bubble beep, thing beep, beep. Breaking news right now, Amanda. We just, oh, we just at got this moment hit our patron <laughs> member <laughs> goal. Yeah. Anyway, we're so excited for you guys to be here, and we hope you'll continue following our journey through Sex in the City. I actually can't believe that we're on episode five. Can you? Like next week's episode six. No, but I'm excited. How many episodes does I'm this season have, it. Amanda? Do you I, have it you there easily enough. accessible? Uh, no, I just have like Max, so it's like, oh, okay. I would say there's six seasons and there's probably thirteen episodes each. I don't do math. Oops, let's say uh, thirteen times. Let's say about seventy-eight. Let's say around a hundred. That's about right. Uh, right. Are you looking uh, it up? Now? Oh, I'm looking at the uh, website that I look at our transcripts on. Uh, and it only goes up to episode five of this season. Wonderful. Well, anyway, oh, there's no. a episode, so you guys, what? <laughs> That's where I pulled what? the lines from. <laughs> where you pulled the what from? The lines, so I don't have to type them all out, because I, I can't type that fast. Oh. But, well, you can do voice to text and then read closed captions. Anyway, we'll oh, talk wow. about that later. Amanda's, but anyway, guys, Am- thanks for joining us. Thanks, Podcast Mommy. <laughs> it's always lovely to see you. And uh, join our you Instagram do. and our all of our shit. Email us. Yada, yada, yada. Leave those reviews. Spotify, five stars only. And if you have a problem, you can message us, patcpod at gmail.com. We love you guys, and we'll see you, I guess, tomorrow, technically, at 3.30 Mountain Standard Time. But if you missed it, you can always just watch it afterward. Tomorrow is February 1st. We love you guys. Yep. Uh, Oh, what's the thing you say? Oh, fuck. Uh, I love how every single time I forget to do it, and then I have to, like, search it at the last, let's see. Let's see how long I, this actually goes on for until... I just want you to remember, they, they say that yeah. nothing lasts forever. Dreams well, change, true. trends... Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Come and go. But friendships never go out of style. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 